Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at house. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. Less than two weeks away from the start of free agency. That means it is time for us to play some Madden. Welcome into the Jake and Josh Show. This is Finn Saturday Radio, SB Nation's home for all your Miami Dolphins info. I am Jake Mendel. Joining me as he does in each and every episode, Joshua Houts. Josh, we're approaching that time of the year, free agency, the time of the year the Miami Dolphins always win. How are we feeling? Are we jazzed up? Should we be jazzed up? I don't know if we should be jazzed up, but I think we're absolutely jazzed up. You see the pressers going on today and making their waves around the media. Dude, I'm stoked for this season. I mean, I don't know if we should be excited, but I mean, I can't help but, you know, get goosebumps injected into my veins every time you hear, you know, Mike McDaniel talking, Chris Greer now saying some things. So um, we're definitely getting excited, hyped up about these pressers, but long off season ahead, man. Josh, it does go through these little spurts in the offseason, right, where we get the draft, free agency. Uh, even we can find something to talk about in the mini camps. I don't know if, if years past that'd be like the Mike Wallace not being able to uh, run outside of a straight line conversations. But but those are actually some of my favorite conversations. Uh, but, Josh, I said at the top we're going to play some Madden. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to thumb through uh, Miami's 25, 26, soon-to-be free agents. Um, and we're going to treat them like a phone book and we're going to treat them like we're an eight-year-old trying to find the dominoes closest to our house we're trying to deliver from. Uh, so basically we're going to pluck out guys we think that the Dolphins should bring back and, and how Mike McDaniel and his staff might utilize, utilize these guys in different ways. Right, Josh? Uh, but before we do that, um, I don't know what it was. Everybody was hanging out in Indy today, everybody. And uh, McDaniel's uh, had a lot, was getting a lot of love. I don't know if you saw that, man. Yeah, I think it was, I think I saw the video floating around. I think it was when Rich Eisen went up and gave Mike McDaniel a high five. You could see like Pete Carroll in the background all by himself, you know, like, I don't think anyone's even around his podium. So um, yeah, everyone's an indie man. I think we even have to go back one step further. I think the Dolphins signed a, a Taysom Hill S quarterback, you know, since the last time we talked. So throw that out there. Chris Strebler signed with the Dolphins. I don't know what that means. Obviously they're still going to be 
looking at a quarterback. Franchise saved. Yeah, franchise saved. I mean, you heard Mike McDaniel today talking about how they're looking for a veteran to bring in that can win games when Tua Tungvaloa goes down. So uh, I don't think Strebler settled that quarterback situation at all, but definitely had to throw that out there. But, man, everyone's at Indy. I don't know that we really got the answers that we wanted this week. You know, I don't think we're going to get the answers that we want, but you're starting to hear little things here and there that, you know, instills faith in Tua, you know, ha- gives shed some light on what this offense might be, you know, what they might do with Emmanuel Agba. So there's definitely some little things that we took away from Indy, but basically, Jake, like you mentioned previously, I mean, it's basically they just go out there and they just read from a script and just say the same uh, cliche things, right? Rich Eisen gave Mike McDaniel, what, three or four things to say in his press conference. He hit all of those, went up there mid um, at the end of the presser game, a high five. So um, much different situation in Indy with Mike McDaniel as head coach. Don't you think, Jake? It's he's a free spirit out there. That's what makes all these things kind of more fun to watch, right? You're not going to get those cookie cutter things maybe as much. Um, I think my favorite quote of the day had to do with Chris Greer talking about Xavier Howard. And again, Josh, I mean, he, <laughs> Chris Greer is not going to come out, believe it or not, and say that I don't think Xavier Howard's going to be on this team. We don't want him on this team. Uh, but the fact he did say that, hey, he's expecting Xavier Howard to suit up with the team next year. I thought that was kind of the biggest takeaway, uh, just because I think that is a concern every Dolphins fan has in the back of their head is the Xavier Howard saga. Because uh, for the last two years, man, you see what he can really do to this defense and it really takes that unit to the next level. Um, so hearing that, it was kind of a sigh of relief to you know know that Chris Greer, know that the beat writers are still kind of thinking that, hey, Xavier Howard, this is probably the best player on this roster. Uh, we need to make sure there's no issues with him moving forward. Completely agree. And another thing I like that we heard, I mean, Mike McDaniel had a quote, we want Emmanuel Agba and we'll do our best to get him. I mean, some beat writers are basically saying it sounds like the Dolphins might be closer to a deal with Agba than they are Mike Kosicki. And I mean, based on our last podcast, man, that's a little bit of a shocker. So you are hearing Mm -hmm. some things here and there, but um, overall, man, I mean, you have to talk about Chris Greer's hat. I mean, you forgot to mention that, right? (laughs) Isn't that something that uh, you definitely caught your eye? You know, that's one of the things, Josh, I'm really confused by this. Uh, For all the hard-hitting journalists that cover the Miami Dolphins, this was the first day we've seen, I think it was since, you know, Brian Forrest was let go, that Chris Greer was not wearing a hat. I don't know what it was, but, you know, he showed up to Mike McDaniel being hired. I think he had a couple interviews, and every time he was wearing, like, a super nice suit just with the Dolphins hat, and Today he made that change. I, I don't know if that what that means. I don't know if that means the Dolphins are trading draft picks, but but it's got to mean something, right? Definitely. Definitely means there's a new era. <laughs> and I mean, we're, we're sitting here spitball, and I think it was just, uh, was it Logan Lane or someone? I think one of those people that, you know, Dolphins Twitter, quote unquote, a source, you know. So maybe this was an old photo. I don't know. But um, if he took the hat off, I mean, that is a big deal. Another thing that everyone's mm-hmm. kind of throwing around there, the Dolphins, I guess, completely shut the door on Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think we kind of all saw that coming you know, once Brian Flores mm-hmm. went. And uh, the other quote that's going around is I think Chris Greer was asked if Tua could still be an elite quarterback. And he said, I can't not say he can't be an elite quarterback <laughs> or some crazy tongue twister like that. So I don't know your thoughts on that, Jake. I mean, I think right now as a big Tua stand, I can sit here and say he's much closer to not being elite than he is to being that elite quarterback. But year three, man, you know, with Mike McDaniel, who knows? But um, everyone's sitting here picking and prying at every little thing Chris Greer's saying, and we're going to do the same. It is that time of year, man. Just just lie about it, right? Uh, what, what George Costanza why did Why say, didn't he lie about it? <laughs> it it's no not sense. a lie if you if you believe it. I mean, I don't know if Greer would believe that. But, I mean, yeah, just be like, yeah, you know, he's a top five quarterback. And next question, you know. Yeah, something, top, something top three. Yes. We brought Mike McDaniel in here because we think he could be a, a top three quarterback. That's what he should have said. <laughs> and put the hat back on and just walked away. No, put the hat backwards and walk away. That's what he'll do. That's nice. the official. That's what he did when he traded for Laramie Tunsil. He traded Laramie Tunsil away. He was walking oh, around that whole facility <laughs> with that hat on backwards. 
And that's another thing. I don't see know if you see it, but Dolphins Twitter, you know, I don't know what's going on with Laramie Tunsil there in Houston, but everyone wants, you know, Tunsil back home in Miami. I, pipe dream, of course, but dude. It, what I'm a just, segue, though. What a segue you just pulled us with because, man, planned that. is it just me or does it seem like the, you know, the Dolphins have $62 million in cap space. Uh, that's the most in the NFL. They have 46 players signed. Uh, they're just less than two weeks away, and we haven't even heard much smoke in terms of guys the Dolphins will be flirting with, um, except Laramie Tunsil. I think that is maybe the first one that, hey, maybe there could be a deal to be made there. Yeah, and again, we're just completely speculating. I mean, I yeah. see Calvin Ridley. You know, I think that he's still in the trade block. I mean, that's where I'd throw that first-round pick before the league takes it, but um, it's the offseason, <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. Uh, one last thing on the pressers, man. I mean, he did say that, you know, people shouldn't be concerned with Mike Gesicki. You know, you hear that he can't block. Again, I'm going to say Ken on Twitter. But, I mean, I think, again, we continue to say Mike McDaniel, being that offensive mind that he is, should be able to find a way to utilize Mike Gesicki to his strengths. It sounds like the way McDaniel's talking, you know, he almost is planning to have Gesicki out there this season. So, um, you mentioned all that money they have, but they have two huge free agents in Agba and Gesicki, like we mentioned, that they have to lock up. But, dude, I, what are we, less than two weeks away from the start of free agency? The legal tampering, uh, I think, starts 14th through the 16th. So, dude, mm-hmm. we're getting so close. And, uh now let's go down the roster and decide on who we're going to keep and who we're going to send packing because Dolphins do have some internal options left on the table. Josh, and I think it's really interesting to look at the current vision of the roster. Uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, uh, that's 15% of the team's cap space next season right there. Uh, 20% of the team's uh, the top 20%, excuse me, Josh, of the team's money is going to the defense with Jerome Baker being the third highest paid player. Uh, obviously, man, that's what you do. You have a rookie quarterback. You know, you can invest in these positions. But I have to ask you, you know, the top three are all defensive players. Are all three going to still be defensive players as we enter, or, you know, week one of the season? Damn, that's that's a good question. I, I was going to say yes, but I mean, part of me is hoping no, right? I mean, you hope they bring in that prolific wide receiver. I don't know. They break the bank there, you know, an offensive line. They, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's where I want them to invest all this money in, on the offensive line. But, you know, you bring in a I'm going to say Devontae Adams. We know he's staying in Green Bay, but you bring him in. And I mean, he's what, probably the highest paid player on the team instantly. <laughs> I mean, so I, yeah, I'm going to exactly. say yes, but it'd be nice if the Dolphins did go out there and made that you know, that splash, it got everyone excited, got your juices flowing. And, you know, maybe hopefully it was an offensive lineman when that does happen. And that's the thing too, Josh, they can't make too many splashes because I mean, 62 million. Yes, that's a lot of money, but in terms of the NFL, uh, you do two big splashes. I mean, you put two people up there with Jones and Howard, and all of a sudden you're looking at 20 million in in cap space left, uh, including draft picks and things like that. You got to worry about. So that money does go pretty quickly, especially when, man, you look at those top five teams, Chargers, Jaguars, Bengals, Jets. I mean, I could see Mike Kosicki lining up for any one of those teams. I think he's going to be someone that goes to the highest bidder, Josh. So Durham Smythe, where do you see him going? This is a guy who I don't know if he'll maybe get signed on the first or second day of free agency. Then I think back to the fact Seaton Carter was Miami's like second move a couple of years ago. So I think that might be one of their first moves. I think it'd be a pretty you know strong idea to keep Durham Smith around. Yeah, again, I'm blocked by him, but I think Mike Gesicki was throwing that Durham Smythe re-signing propaganda out there. I mean, I had a list of some of the players I would re-sign. I think Smythe has to be at the top of that list. I mean, when you base it off of the value, you know, he's probably not going to make a ton. And you like what he does in the, the as a pass blocker. You, he showed that he can be a pass catcher as well. So I, I would like to keep Smythe under contract. But um, again, 
what are the Dolphins going to do here? I mean, you got Kasiki. You have to think the world of Hunter Long. I mean, someone has to be the odd man out of here. Adam Shaheen's still around, right? I mean, I don't think he's a free agent mm-hmm. this year. So um, that tight end room is definitely loaded. But I think a guy like Durham Smythe proved that he can be an asset. And I would definitely like to see him locked up if the money's right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Josh, I was a little surprised when I saw this stat. Albert Wilson played 32% of snaps last season for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, Durham Smythe were Miami's only weapons to play more than half of the team's snaps last season. So you got to think there's going to be some sort of impact wide receiver joining this group, Josh. But Preston Williams, restricted free agent, Albert Wilson, free agent. Do you see either of these guys making their way back to Miami, or is it going to be, um, you know, Mike McDaniel basically bringing his own version of those, you know, savvy veterans? Yeah, we might as well throw Isaiah Ford's name out there. Will Will Ford, too. Yeah, Matt Collins. I mean, I do do think Matt Collins, I mean, we talked about River – what is it? River Ashcroft. What the hell's his name? I'm sorry. River. Crawcraft? There you go. River Crawcraft or whatever it was. You know, we brought, we mentioned how he was a special teams guy, you know, it wasn't much of a receiver. West Coast Mac Hans. Yeah, yeah. West Coast Mac Hans. I would like to see him keep Mac Hans around. I mean, we I keep agree, yeah. hinting at them, maybe, you know, transitioning him to tight end or whatever. But I mean, you look at this list, man, Will Ford's obviously not coming back. Isaiah Ford's the boomerang. So, I mean, anything's possible there, but I do think they're going to move on from an Albert Wilson. I mean, 32% of the offensive snaps. I mean, you've written down kind of makes sense as to why the Dolphins were as dismal as they were. I mean, I was a huge Albert Wilson fan, but you would realize now he just doesn't have it. I mean, Preston Williams is the same way. So um, I guess out of all those guys, Matt Collins would be the most valuable asset to me because you see the, re- the rapport he has with Tua Tagovailoa. We know he can be a special teams asset. So that's where I'd go. And then I'd let, you know, Mike McDaniel go out there and bring in whatever receiver he thinks that he needs to make this offense click. And uh, again, I don't think it will be any of those guys we mentioned other than maybe Matt Collins. Yeah, Josh. But when I look at the roster, how it's uh, put together, I think the one huge hole where I don't even think there's a starter on the roster, I think that inside linebacker position, um, I know he's outside, but I mean, Vince Beagle, and then we scroll down the list all the way down here. We do have, you know, Duke Riley, Landon Roberts, Brennan Scarlett. That's a lot of that linebacker depth. So I do have to wonder, uh, Josh, where does linebacker fit for you in terms of urgency? Is it up there with all offensive line or uh, would you where would you put it on the scale in terms of uh, uh, biggest needs as of right now? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be right up there with, you know, right behind offensive line, I guess, in my opinion. I mean, I guess maybe like receiver, receiver. running back. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you look at the offense, but I mean, as soon as you turn to the defense, that would be, you know, front and center where I'm going, whether it's free agency or whatnot. I mean, Sam Aguav, and you mentioned you have him written down here as a restricted free agent. I mean, I don't know which one of these guys I'd bring back. I think I had written down Alanon Roberts might be the guy I would try to sign, bring in here because we see what type of thumper he can be good at, you know, good depth value there, but you're right, man. I mean, inside linebackers, definitely where this team needs to approach. I've did my top 10 players to watch the combine. I had some linebackers in there, so I don't know if a good one will fall to 29. I don't really know other than Leighton Van Der Esch and maybe Dante Hightower, you know, five years ago, Dante Hightower would have been awesome, but I don't know if you're paying him the money he wants now, maybe Leighton yeah, Van Der Esch, but there is not much there in free agency and honestly the draft only has a couple high profile players there but dude linebacker absolutely 100 mark that down as their top need on defense if not on the entire roster you know outside of that offensive line 
you could definitely make the argument for it. I mean, the run defense has gotten better for the Dolphins, but it still hasn't been great. And uh, speaking with that, man, uh, John Jenkins, he's been a fun guy to watch. He has had a couple of trips with the Dolphins. He played 15% of snaps on the defensive line last year. Uh, you look at that defensive line unit, I mean, it could look a lot different la- next year if there's no Emmanuel Agba. Uh, John Jenkins hurts the depth, and you were really relying on someone like Jalen Phillips to have his name be up there in the rafters. And I don't know if that's something I'm ready to be completely confident in. I love just seeing him out there with Agba. And, you know, everyone talks about Agba's sack numbers, but it's so much more. He was strong against the run. Uh, he could bat down passes. So, to me, man, you think about just how much depth is invested in this defensive line. I think you got to stick with it because you see the impact of having someone as good as John Jenkins as your fourth or fifth guy had for the Dolphins. He was making plays. It seemed like, you know, each or I think Giants, I think he had a couple of big plays, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, it's great depth value. Again, I don't think he's going to break the bank and what he's making annual salary so i mean that is definitely a guy that you want to bring in here you know potentially re-sign some other names jake i mean i don't know if they're out the door because maybe brian flores is no longer here but we know jason mccordy had history there you know justin coleman as well both those players played you know valuable snaps i think we saw uh coleman in the slot a little bit i mean mccordy we saw what he brought as far as veteran presence but do either of those guys really you know did they show enough that you would bring them back i mean personally i don't know if they if they did but what are your thoughts on that jake you know bringing back either of those defensive backs because when you look at this unit man you got you know you got Xavier howard you got byron jones but after that man nick needham restricted free agent i mean you hopefully are bringing him back right i mean i'm spitballing a little bit here man but is that not that restricted free agent that you're absolutely going to try everything you can to bring back the interesting thing about Justin Coleman here is that not only did he play 32% of defensive snaps, man, he played 30% of the special team snaps. That kind of caught me off guard. Uh, but I think that too, I mean, Danny Crossman is still around, but it was a Brian Flores guy. And you wonder um, how much of that continuity uh, Mike McDaniels is looking to have. Uh, but I think Nick Needham would be that guy I definitely want to have back. He's just very flexible, very versatile. And I mean, his story is just always great. And yeah, if anybody can keep Dolphins Twitter in line, I think it's his mom. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I've heard from her in a while, which is probably a good thing. But I mean, is she still, <laughs> does she still go around and, and put everyone in place? I mean, it, that's, you know, it, it's what you want to see out of a mom. But dude, absolutely. I think that, you know, Nick Needham, he's one of those players that I think as soon as you, again, see him go elsewhere, I mean, you'd probably miss him pretty damn quickly. You'd hope no Igbenogany can turn it on, right? I mean, we hope that he can maybe take that next step. But as of now, that's not the case. So, man, bring Nick Needham back at all costs. What would be the highest, the lowest draft pick you would take for Noig Benogany? Would you take a fifth round pick for Noig Benogany? Damn. See, I mean, I'm of that Madden. We're playing Madden, right? I mean, I'd, yep, 100% be, sitting here, Madden. I'd be sitting 100%. here saying, I mean, GM Howell just saying you take a third round pick for him, knowing damn well this guy's I value is what? Third, is, yeah. But you're right. I mean, his value is a fifth, a sixth, somewhere <laughs> in there. So um, I, you I gotta don't know. You got to fool man. someone with it. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. show that first round logo. <laughs> yeah, show off his combine and his, you know, I think he, he looks chiseled as hell, if I'm not mistaken, and he's fast. So show him some of that uh, tape from him on Huddle, you know, where he's playing wide receiver something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Devontae Smith quote. Yes, yes. where he said that he's the best cornerback in the league. Yeah, dude, we got it. We'll be the PR firm for him. I like this. I like this. I like that um, quote. Kind of forgot all about that. Throw that out there, man, for sure. <laughs> Just quote tweet everything with that quote. Oh, that'd be incredible. Couple last names before you wrap up, Josh. 
running backs, man. I don't, I'd love to see someone like Duke Johnson remain in Miami, but I mean, Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, uh, I think there might even be another Malcolm Brown on that list. I don't know if those are any guys I could really see being back with the dolphins. I think they're going to try to maybe draft someone early and two, you know, I'd love to see them, uh, try to make some crazy deal, maybe a Saquon Barkley or something like that, where it's not, you know, going overboard, but if you need to trade a second round pick, I mean, I think the biggest blunder the Dolphins have made, and we haven't really talked about it enough, is the Josh Rosen trade, trading away a second round pick for him. So let's just get rid of one for Saquon Barkley. I think that, you know, is automatically better than trading one for Josh Rosen, right? Sent, yeah, I mean, I was a huge Josh Rosen <laughs> supporter, so um, I got egg all over my face in that one. But, dude, send that in. I mean, I see Dolphins Twitter talking about, what would you get for Saquon Barkley with this and that? I mean, what do they want for him? I mean, I, this guy's talented. I think, you know, he's still the same player. But you mentioned those other guys. I mean, was uh, Patrick Lair, I think he's a restricted free agent. I don't know oh, which yeah. one of those guys you might bring back. I mean, I did have written down Philip Lindsay. I don't know if I was watching Jalen Waddle highlights and I saw him, you know, make that sack saving block or something like that. But I think I might bring Philip Lindsay back. I think what he can do in the passing game, again, pass protection, he's at thumper. I mean, he, he I, I still remember when he first signed, I think one of the first things he said about how he like put so much into protecting the quarterback and how he didn't want to see his family have to sit there and watch him get take that hit or, you know, watch to his family sit there and watch him get leveled. And that just kind of stuck with me. So I think that's where I'd mm-hmm. go. But dude, if Saquon Barkley's available, I mean, even today, Mike McDaniel said, you know, you're bringing in a, a running back. They're getting three to 400 carries or touches a season. I mean, this is a position that I think the Dolphins are absolutely going to go hard at. So um, again, if I'm picking any of those guys, it'd be Philip Lindsay or Duke Johnson. Johnson, but the Dolphins have to go out there and get that RB1 and that legit running back because this Mike McDaniels offense isn't going to work without it. Dude, I there's no way I can say this and not get backlash, but I'd be so happy with a running back room of give me Philip Lindsay, you trade a second for Saquon Barkley after we Madden traded a fourth round pick for Noeg Benogany, so we're we're balancing that out a little bit. Um, And then you draft someone with that fourth round pick and then you got Miles Gaskin. Boom. Madden done. Send it in. We just got, you know, a Super Bowl. Yeah, and we're taking Dalvin Cook's uh, brother, right? Isn't that his brother that I think is coming out from Georgia? So we'll take, we'll take him in the fourth. Yep. I already got him figured out. Um, The last, well, I'm looking at the list here. That Greg Manch is another name on the list. I mean, that would be a center. You know, he, he looked decent at times, but I don't know that he's any better than Michael Dieter. He's getting up there in age. So right. I don't really know how you feel about that. But the for me, the quarterback position, man, I was a huge uh, you know, I really liked Jacoby Brissett. I thought he fit the system. You know, I thought he'd be reasonable as far as salary. But, man, I never in my wildest dreams thought, you know, um, Brian Flores would pretty much sabotage the Dolphins, you know, starting Jacoby Brissett out of spite. I mean, I want to see a better <laughs> backup here. I mean, we keep hearing everyone wants Marcus Mariota and Tua to, you know, reunite. I really don't have a preference. I think someone mentioned Nick Mullins being familiar That's with the system. So, I mean, there's some names out there, Jake. I don't know if you have anyone, you know, on your mind, but anybody other than Jacoby Brissett. And, again, that's coming from a guy who – Thought the world Jacoby Brissett up until a year ago. Wait, isn't two of the team's backup quarterback? What was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just say two? Of the... <laughs> okay, yeah, I had to make sure there was a look on your face like uh, you were genuinely serious. I was like, he's fucking, he's setting us up to get all sorts of backlash. <laughs> Josh, last one I see here, Michael Pilardi. I think we could actually have a longer talk about this. Send him to the moon. You see the vision. You saw what they wanted to do, right? You saw they were sacrificing the strength for the accuracy, and it worked sometimes. But I just don't think it worked enough to say that, hey, let's give this test another try. I just didn't really see it. Yeah, I mean, same. I I 
was going to joke that they need to draft a punter because there really is a punter. I think from San Diego state, they call him, I don't yep. know if they call him Legatron. <laughs> I don't know what they call him. I call him the left, left leg of God. I think that's the nickname that we have uh, for him. But if the dolphins were going to draft a punter, man, I mean, if you go look at the tape of this dude, he is a legit punter. So uh, I joke, that's where I'd go. I'm probably gonna do some breakdowns of, you know, hang time and this and that, but dolphins definitely need another punter. It's kind of sad. They let Matt Hawk go and now he's a Buffalo and, they brought in Polardi because at the time I thought it was an upgrade. You know, you looked at some of the numbers, but um, definitely took a step back, at Hunter least in numbers, my opinion. Maybe. <laughs> I still remember trying to talk punter numbers. Oh, man, that's the welcome to the offseason. Falling asleep just thinking are. about it. Yep. <laughs> All righty. I think that is what we have for you guys today. This is it, man. I, I'm still so shocked we haven't heard more smoke about uh, free agents. I don't know that the Dolphins are the Nadama Kansu team, the Mike Wallace team anymore, but I do think they're going to spend money and have one of those top guys. Uh, but Josh, you're going to be tweeting the I emoji quite a bit, I have to assume, and everybody can follow those I emojis and follow everything else Josh posts at H-O-U-T-Z, that's house. Uh, I can be found at jmendel94, and we got to plug the Facebook the Finsider of Miami Dolphins podcast. Pretty simple, pretty, pretty simple. But uh, Josh, it's good to be back. Winter is hopefully almost over. And, you know, combine, it's something to talk about. It's something to talk about, the Underwear Olympics. I mean, it's the greatest <laughs> time of the year, I guess. Free agency's coming up, man. I don't know if you saw it, but Chris Greer did say Dolphins would be active. You know, maybe this will be another year we win the offseason. You know, you can hang those Mike Wallace banners, uh, Danelle Ellerby, Philip Wheeler, all that <laughs> stuff. But thank you guys so much for listening to the Jake and Josh Show, part of SB Nation's Finsider Radio. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll be back sometime next week. Preview. What are we doing next week? <laughs> probably more, probably yeah. more free agency. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll, just say, I'll just say We'll be back next week to wrap up this week in Indy. Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami